Hi, welcome back to the Oxcord Chronicles. Today we are joined by a special guest, Evan Holter. Hi, I'm Evan Holter, also called Hartfield. Uh, I have my own show on UCLA radio. It's Broken Beat, Tuesdays at 8 p.m., and it's a pleasure to be on the show. Yeah, it's great to have you. So this week we'll be talking about independent and ambient electronic music. So for a little historical background, electronic music has been around since the 50s with the invention of the synthesizer, but by the 60s, many artists were using it, like the Beatles, the Beach Boys, everyone began to incorporate elements of electronic music using instruments like the theremin and the mellotron. Mm-hmm. Along with this, uh, there's two notable pioneers of the field. That would be Robert Moog and Don Buchla, uh, the founders of the modern-day Moog Music Company and Buchla Electronics. Uh, and those two men, um, Moog on the East Coast, Buchla on the West, both pioneered sort of the modern architecture of synthesizer technology. Yeah, we were going to play a few songs by this artist, but we couldn't really find any on any streaming services. But there is one album that I really love called Mother's Earth Plantasia by Mort Garzen from 1976. And these songs on this album exemplify the early electronic era using synthesizers, the theremin, and a few other instruments like that. So this song right here is Plantasia by Mort Garzen. So enjoy. So that was Plantation by Mort Garson. And once we hit the 80s, electronic music started to boom. Yeah, the uh, components that built up synthesizers became a lot cheaper. And as a result, synth technology sort of started to really distribute itself across not only the world, but also a lot of different musical genres. It found itself on records of funk music. It served as the basis for a lot of new wave tracks, uh, later disco stuff. It really sort of found itself expanding out everywhere. A great example of the rising prevalence of electronic elements in mainstream music would be the talking heads and their hit song this must be the place naive melody 
So I'm gonna play a snippet from this song and you can hear the electronic influence. And yeah, enjoy. listen to the talking heads this must be the place fast forward to 1992 independent record label warp records released the artificial intelligence series the first self-titled album artificial intelligence um was revolutionary it compiled a lot of like up-and-coming electronic artists and all the songs were electronic centered they weren't just they didn't just use elements electronic so these songs incorporated elements of obviously electronic music, and also techno house and other ambient genres. This was one of the first times that electronic music gained critical appreciation rather than as an element of music, and the compilation initiated the formation of a new genre known as IDM, or intelligent dance music, because this music was coming about at the turn of the century, so people wanted to make this futuristic music that would characterize the, two, like the new century of the 2000s. But it sounds a little dated now, because people obviously thought things would be a lot more advanced, but just take a listen. So this is um, Helios Fan by Aphex Twin.
After the rise in popularity of Aphex Twin, a lot of other electronic acts began to rise in prominence, like Audacur, B12, The Black Dog. By 1996, indie electronic music had become pretty widespread, and other acts like Boards of Canada and Square Pusher rose to prominence. So we're going to play a few songs by these artists, including Roy G. Biv and Turquoise Hexagon Sun by Boards of Canada and Chin Hippie by Square Pusher.
Hello, welcome back. So also at the same time, a lot of artists were starting to dip more into the genre where previously they weren't before. A notable example being Moby. Uh, Moby's kind of known most famously for this interesting intersection of dance music that also blends in sort of ethereal soundscapes uh, and a sort of sound that's not exactly conventional dance music, especially not for the time of the late 90s when genres like trance and hardcore were suddenly really starting to emerge and becoming very focused on um, just sort of like visceral dance music. Uh, Moby was an act that's much more sort of ethereal focused and much more sort of towards the ambient side of things. Uh, so this is Moby's song, Porcelain, sort of one of his most known uh, tracks that he's done. So yeah, enjoy. So flash forward 10 years, with the onset of the internet, electronic music just booms. There's so many new ways to make music. There's, you don't have to use like all this fancy equipment like we were talking about earlier. You can just use like your cheap desktop computer at this point or a synthesizer you find. So there's a few, there's so many artists in this field, but two notable artists would be Grimes and Crystal Castles. These two artists are also really notable because they start to fuse together previous like sort of dance music tropes. Uh, with sort of an IDM sort of take of trying to elevate it to sort of an artistic level. Yeah, another thing to note about these songs is at the same time dubstep and stuff, music like that was rising in popularity. So this music was kind of like a branch off from the like the bass drops and all that stuff. And this was more like synthesizer and like melody based. So here's Oblivion by Grimes and Vanished by Crystal Castles. <laughs>
So you just listened to Oblivion by Grimes and Vanish by Crystal Castles. So before we left, we'd kind of made the passing comment that around the time of these two artists, uh, Crystal Castles in 2008 and Grimes in 2012, uh, a sort of phenomenon of like dubstep was getting really popular in the U.S. and was a very like aggressive, heavily um, like drop based genre. It's worth sort of rewinding and looking at the mid 2000s in the UK where dubstep originated uh, to sort of understand like there were still a few gems in there. Some people still taking influence from uh, previous um, artists. Uh, among them would include the likes of Untold uh, for a song like Stop What You're Doing, which is really focused on kind of these futuristic textures and really honestly does sound somewhat futuristic even today. Um, not too unfamiliar from like uh, Sophie or another hyperpop producer kind of work. Uh, along with that is artists like Mala, who really were taking a lot of inspiration from Jamaican dub. And to me, one of the pinnacles of the field was Burial. Uh, Burial's Untrue was an album released 2008 that... Um, Burial's Untrue was an album released 2007. And to this day, it's still marked as one of the great electronic albums of all time, sometimes cited as being a work more of ambient than dubstep. Uh, Burial is sort of able to weave together a lot of different like urban soundscapes, uh, sampled synthesizers, uh, different 
like clunky electronic drums and it just creates this unbelievable atmosphere. So here to sort of give a little bit of uh, a brighter side to <laughs> early dubstep, here's Stop What You're Doing by Untold, Miracles by Mala, and then lastly, Ghost Hardware by Burial. Cool. Enjoy.
that repetition in our just it all clicks together. So at the dawn of the 2010s, social media began to have a big effect on music. Apps like Instagram and Tumblr started to take over with these new trends. And one big trend in the early 2010s was known as Vaporwave. And this type of genre just completely overtook some of the indie, genre, the indie pockets with artists like Clams Casino and Calm Trues. And sorry. Yeah, when Vaporwave sort of got very popular and got going, a lot of the most popular pieces like um Macintosh Plus were really like working to what we would nowadays just call slowed and reverbed uh like funk songs from the 80s um however there were a lot of artists who were trying to sort of capture that sort of aesthetic sound in their music sometimes by slowing and reverbing a lot of stuff so yeah these songs embody the vaporwave movement here's I'm God by Clem's Casino Cyanide Sisters by Contrues and then the Doja Cat remix of a Calm Truth song called Formerant. So enjoy.
is a good place to pick up girls because you can really see the trick that most beaches are with chicks. And they're 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 Before we finish our conversation on the evolution of electronic music and its fluctuations with the mainstream appeal, I really wanted to talk about one of my early favorite electronic artists being Flume. Now he's pretty well known, but his early stuff really embodied the, the 80s and 90s synthesizer stuff, and he slowly started to get more and more glitchy, and he honestly acted as a precursor to a lot of the, the new stuff with like hyperpop and glitchcore. So this song is one of my favorites by him called Trust, featuring Isabella Manfredi. So enjoy. Oh 
So to finish off the episode like I always do, I'm going to talk about an artist who I think is on the rise and is doing something really cool that I haven't really seen a lot of other people do. So that artist is Midair Thief, a South Korean folktronica, like electronic musician. And their recent album, Crumbling, released in 2018, is just insane. This album incorporates a lot of electronica, a little bit of shoegaze and guitar, and it's just, it's really worth a listen. This is one of those albums you just have to listen to with your headphones on and just enjoy. So this is... Why by Midair Thief. So that was Why by Midair Thief, and that concludes our show. And I just want to give a special thanks to Evan for being on the show. Of course. Thank you so much, Nate. It was a pleasure to be on. If anyone's interested in how Square Pusher and Cujo sort of relate to uh, the strain of electronic music of the mid-2000s, then they can easily tune into my show, Tuesdays, 8 p.m., Broken Beat. It'll be a fun exploration of breaks um, through electronic music, hip-hop, and any intersection in between. So tune in for that. But... Once again, this is the Awkward Chronicles. I've been Evan. And this is Nate. And if you're ever interested in being a guest on the show, do not hesitate to reach out to me. I'm, I'd love to have any guests on the show. So, yeah. And thank you. <laughs>